and welcome to the Dare to Hear podcast. I'm Debbie Kitterman. And I'm Brandi Kitterman. And we are here to equip you and challenge you to to dare to hear the voice of God. God. Well, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And thank you for joining us for today's episode. This is the end episode of season Mm -hmm. two. Yes. Yeah. And season two has been jam-packed full of special guests, some of my friends and people that I've met in the prophetic and also some other author people that I have been interviewing. It's been really kind of fun. Yeah. But I've been getting lots of comments from people that they say they miss you. Did you miss me? Can you tell her that you missed her as much as you guys? You missed it. I winked at the camera. Did you wink at the camera? She winked at you. Ooh. So please let her know that you've (laughs) missed her because there's been this ongoing dialogue of, you don't need me, mom. You're all good. But I have some of you that have been saying, yes, we really like it when Brandy is with you on the episode. So today is the end of season two. It is our Christmas episode. As you can see, we are sitting in front of our Christmas tree here. And we want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. But there was a topic that came in that we're going to discuss Mm -hmm. today. And then we're going to talk about what's coming up in 2020 with um, season three, which I am so (laughs) excited about. Okay? All right. Okay. So are you ready for the question? Yes. Okay, the question came from actually one of our viewers on YouTube. Her name is Gabrielle, and uh, she sent me this question, and she said, I've been watching your podcast, and I have a question I'd love for you and Brandy to tackle. And I was like, great, we'll do that. And so here's the question, and it's about stoning the prophets. You know what I'm talking about? Sounds great. Yeah, doesn't it sound great? Line me up. Not. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so she said, she said, one of the things that I think has been holding me back from stepping out mm-hmm. with um, sharing words of encouragement with other people and prophetic encouragement or giving prophetic words is this idea from the Old Testament of stoning the prophet. Right. And she said, what I hear you saying on your podcast and what I hear some other prophetic people saying is to know that you may get it wrong, but that you're still supposed to step out. So how does that fit into the context of stoning the prophets in the Old Testament? Because basically, when the prophet of the Old Testament would speak a word, when it fell to the ground, (laughs) they got stoned. Right. Dead. Done. One time, and you're out. There's no three strikes, and you're out. It's not baseball, apparently. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So so while I did send her a response, because I said, well, it's in my book, and it's also in my workbook, and it's in my online training that Mm -hmm. I talk about. Um, but I spent some time dialoguing back and forth with her and I said, actually, Gabby, this is a great question that I think our listeners, um, Mm -hmm. would love to hear. And I can't remember, Brandy, if we've talked about it in any of the other seasons. I mean, we did talk about, um, stepping out. I know we had an episode. It was like, what if I get it wrong? Um, we, we did have that episode, but I think that this is, um, this is just a little bit different. This is, well, this is what I've heard. This is what the Bible said in the Old Testament. So mm-hmm. how does that um, apply or not apply mm-hmm. to me today? Yeah, So exactly. And which, honestly, I can really relate to what Gabby was saying. Because when yeah. she was saying that, I'm like, actually, Gabby, that's one of the things that held me back for so long. And I think it's an area that the enemy likes to come in and he likes to cause fear around this. Because... Um, we we want to be an encouragement. We want to be a blessing, but also we want to make sure that we're in line with the word right. of God. Right. So here's what I said to Gabby, and then mm-hmm. elbow me, jump in, whatever you want to do. <laughs> okay. Like if I just run away with it, right? Because right. our listeners do want to hear from you. All right. All right. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. So this is what I said. I said I understand how in the context of the Old Testament, um, the prophets were chosen to be the mouthpiece for God. 
God would speak directly to them and then they would convey the message to the people. And so you got labeled a false prophet. If you gave a word that you said was from the Lord and it indeed was not, then the punishment was stoning by the, the death, basically, right? But here's what happened is that the New Testament came along Jesus came along, mm -hmm. his death, his burial, his resurrection set in motion a fulfillment and a completion of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And with that, he said, I only do what the Father shows me to do, and I only speak what he tells me to speak. Right. And he began to model this concept of hearing from God and speaking those things out. And then in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says, I want you to eagerly desire all of the spiritual gifts but especially, but especially the gift of prophecy because it encourages, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> because it encourages comforts and exhorts the body of Christ all those that hear and so here we see another element which actually God had wanted all along right because if you go all the way back to the Garden of Eden mm -hmm. he began to walk and talk with Adam and Eve in the garden so they had fellowship and communion that way and so what we see is him re-establishing this particular thing can you hear our christmas carol clock is going off you can tell it's christmas in our house i'm not sure if you'll be able to hear it there but we just had this look like oh no we forgot to move the clock to another room so there you go um but it's he set in motion this idea that all of us can hear from him all of us yeah. can release and step in to the spiritual gift of prophecy knowing that as we operate in any of the gifts right we couldn't get them wrong right and that there's this grace that is upon us right as we step into and um, the shallow end of the pool, which I talk about in my book, The Gift of Prophetic Encouragement. And it's actually a concept that came from Graham Cook, um, that he talked about all of the gifts being swimming pools mm -hmm. and that we can all be in the shallow end, but not everybody can be in the deep end. Right. And that as we step into the shallow end for whatever it is, whether it be healing, whether it be prophecy, whether it be words of knowledge, there's this grace for us to step into the shallow end of the pool. And some of us are just dipping our toes in. Mm -hmm. Like for me, um, I do operate in words of knowledge a lot. Oh, she does, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and so um, so one of the things the Lord will give me, and and you know, for words of knowledge, Sean Bolts, he, he does mm -hmm. words of knowledge, and, and he's just kind of off the charts with those. And the person that I actually saw do it was Larry Randolph. Like if you don't know who Larry Randolph is, you need to look him up. He's I cut my teeth in the prophetic on Larry Randolph and um, Bishop Hammond and some of these generals and these great people that went before. But Larry Randolph was doing this word of knowledge and I said, Lord, I want this gift. And then I realized, wait, wait, wait. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 for us to eagerly all desire the spiritual gifts, yeah. but especially prophecy, right? And so I began to step out. I began to dip my toe in the word of knowledge gifting pool. Right. And and as I grew and developed that muscle, the words of knowledge come so much quicker. But sometimes I can get it wrong because it's a revelation. You you get you receive the revelation, mm -hmm. but then it's actually interpreting it and speaking it out where we kind of get into the issues. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of the same thing with the stoning the prophets. And should we be afraid of getting it wrong? Should that hold us back from stepping out and releasing the word absolutely not I, I also think like one of your um, I, I don't know I guess I'll call them guidelines for giving a prophetic word is um, making sure it's scripturally accurate yep. um, and that 
it encourages people. So if you, I mean, if you're worried about stepping out um, because your word is mean, I maybe wouldn't um, <laughs> unless there is a, an underlying message of hope, right? But if if your word is kind and encouraging, like what, what harm can that do? Um, so even if it's not necessarily like correct or accurate there's there's really no harm in in giving an encouraging word to somebody mm-hmm. um also it's i i think it's it's interesting too of like in the old testament it was like you had a few prophets mm-hmm. right whereas yeah now the um the goal or the aim or the hope is that we all operate in the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Not that the, we will all be prophets, but that we all operate in the gift of prophetic encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just so different um, from back then when it was a few prophets, right? Um, and everything fell on them, whereas mm-hmm. now everybody has the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't let it hold you back. Yeah, I, and, and that's really... That's really good, Brandy, because that's that brings up a um, concept that we haven't really talked about a lot here, but that if you're strictly looking at the gift of encouragement or spiritual gift of prophecy and you're thinking it's all about the prophet, we're missing the point. Right. Because there's different levels and um, not everybody is called to be a prophet, but we are all called to prophesy to one another yeah. to give words of hope and encouragement and life. Mm-hmm. And that's really the, the, the differentiation between the stoning of the prophet and the New Testament covenant of the addition of this um, for all. Yeah. For all. We're not all called to be prophets. In fact, honestly, it is it is a responsibility. It is something that you have to answer for. Um, it's something that is, um, it's like a job description. That's how I yeah. think I describe it in my book. But here, here's the other part of that too that I want to say is that we shouldn't let fear or the enemy win in this form holding us back because it is a gift that is so essential in the body of Christ and also to those that are outside the four walls of the church. Yeah. And we need to be stepping out. We need to be operating in it and understanding that there is a grace that is given to us as we begin to operate. But here's the other piece that the New Testament brought with it, which we also had in the Old Testament, right? Because you're supposed to judge the prophecy, judge right. the prophet. So how did they become a false prophet and they got stoned? It was because they judged the prophecy. Right. And the fruit of that was not good. Well, in the New Testament, it says to us, don't contempt the prophecies, but test them. Hold on to the good and get rid of the bad. So that right there tells us that some of them are going to be bad. But it doesn't say that people are labeled as false prophets there. It just, there's a grace that says it's your responsibility and my responsibility that when somebody speaks a word that they say is from God, that we have this responsibility to test it, to hold it up against yeah. the word, which is the other thing that you said. You talked mm-hmm. a lot about, does it line up with the word of God? How can we say it? And then the other thing that you said that I thought was really good, which is which is if you, if you um, have a word that seems harsh, then you probably shouldn't give it. This is what I say to people. You should um, 
give the word as if you were giving it to yourself. And if you don't like the way it's coming across, <laughs> the other person isn't going to receive it for you. Because you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Right. Because there is a way to say some word yeah. of correction or something that may seem a little difficult to people. But it's also really important that you have a relationship with that person that you can speak into that aspect of their life. Yes. Because if I were to go up to a stranger and tell them that they had this huge problem, how I mean they they wouldn't receive um, they might I guess yeah right but it would it would require so much prompting from the Lord like yeah that's that's a place that I'm I'm personally not ready to navigate I I don't want to navigate that just yet but yeah well and scripture says to uh, prophesy according to your faith right yeah and so if you know that's an area I shouldn't be going into then you shouldn't be going into that right. area the other thing, too, that we're supposed to do is that we do get the opportunity to leave it there with that person. I know, sometimes it's hard for us, right? Mm -hmm. Our job is just to be the mailman. Our job is to deliver. We've talked about this on the episodes before. But also understanding that we have to keep our hearts pure. Yeah. Because this is where things can cross over. When people come and say, thus saith the Lord, or the Lord told me. I know. So Brandy, being my daughter, has traveled with me to several places. And she gets to be like, I use her for activations, right? So people will give her Pretty words. <laughs> people will give her words and stuff. But one of the things I caution them is don't say to somebody, well, thus saith the Lord. Or because, the Lord, specific, you know, like, yeah, clearly said. Yeah. Because so it leaves no room for error. And leaves no no room for error on the per giver the giver's part. Yeah. Then it gives the receiver this. Oh, I have to receive this, and if I reject it, am I rejecting God or am I just rejecting the person? Right. right. And then the other piece is that keeping our hearts pure is because sometimes the gift of prophecy can be used as manipulation and control. Yeah, that's not okay. Not okay. Now, I've personally watched, I've been on the receiving end of some of that, and it's not great. Where somebody says, this is a word from the Lord, and then they give it to me, and it's really their opinion. Or it's yeah. what we call prophelying. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Don't you love that one? It's <laughs> called prophelying. Yeah, basically it's manipulation and control, but we call it prophelying. Basically, it's when somebody thinks they know best for you, so they're going to surround it and wrap it in a word from God so that you'll receive it. But really the ultimate idea is that they are trying to control you and manipulate right. you by getting you to do what they think you should do. So I think what it boils down to at the heart of the issue, right, is your heart mm -hmm. when you give the word. Your intention, um, and your intention should always be to uplift and to encourage and, you know, to spread God's love and if it's not doing that then he really shouldn't do it um but also I think we touched on this briefly you said um grace right yeah. that we have grace now I feel like the new testament forward including the time that we live in now has just been slathered with grace yeah right like we are so fortunate to live in a time where there is grace mm -hmm to be able to step out and yeah, make mistakes. Like we have human, we're all humans. Mm -hmm. um, there is human error and sometimes we make bad calls and that just is what it is. But at the end of the day, if your heart is in the right place and you are being obedient and you're stepping out, mm -hmm. there's grace for you. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly right. There is grace for us. If our heart is to be a blessing to other people, mm -hmm. 
that's what God sees. We don't get to judge other people's heart, but God does see our hearts. And so he knows what our motives are. And if our motives are pure and we come before the Lord, and I talk about this in my book, um, and it's just a small chapter about heart check um, in the gift of prophetic mm -hmm. encouragement. But, you know, I'm writing the Bible study yes. companion for that because I've had a lot of people saying, okay, we've done this as a Bible, you know, kind of try to do it as a Bible study, but we want more. We want to go deeper. And so that is a chapter that I just actually finished writing about our heart and our heart attitude and how, ah. yeah. So this Interesting. Actually, this was actually really a good thing. And I might actually have to go back and look at it and see if we can add some of your stuff in there. Um, but it, but it is really, it is this, the idea of our heart and our heart attitude is so important, especially as we operate in the gift of prophecy. But if we're coming with scriptures and it lines up with scripture and we want to be a blessing, even there's been times where I've had other people give me words of, um, and the Lord too has given me words of prophecy that are correction, but it's usually like this. Okay. So <laughs> let me tell you. Um, this is the way it is, but those people are in relationship with me. And so I can receive that. And the Lord knows that because I know they love me. And so they are helping to shape me into the person right. that Christ is calling me to become. Yep. And it's the same way as a parent and a child. We have our child's best interest at heart. So when we correct, it is because we correct out of love. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to understand that first Corinthians 13 is the basis for operating in the spiritual gifts, especially the ones in first Corinthians 14. Because if we don't have love as our foundation, which means our heart isn't right, and it's, you know, if our heart isn't right and full of love, then we're that going to be that gong, and people aren't going to receive it, and they're going right. to reject us anyways. And rejection's not fun. No. No. So any other thoughts on this concept of stoning the prophet and why we can still step out? I'm good. You're good? I feel like we answered it pretty well. I think we did too. So here's the thing I want you guys to know. Gabby, I want to say thank you for submitting yeah. your question and for doing that. And we also want to hear from you, our viewers and our listeners, right? We want to know what questions you want us to answer. Mm -hmm. So we um, are so excited too. I've already kind of given you a little snippet of what's to come for me. Actually, in the middle of February is going to be releasing my book, um, the, the Bible Study Companion to the Gift of Prophetic Encouragement. And it's... It's six weeks long, mm -hmm. and I'm really excited about that, but it's going to come out right at Lent so that mm. you can have um, the six weeks leading up to Easter or even a little after that that you can join in. I'm going to have some new recording videos. We're going to kind of journey through this together, the Lenten season, mm. to really set our hearts and to prepare for us to step out to be the blessing, to receive the gift that Jesus gave to us, but also so that we can be the gift to the world. So the other thing that I want to tell people about, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Is the gift. Oh yeah. I don't know. I was going to say the gift of prophetic encouragement. That was the book, but oh the train, the train that's going by, you know, this is just real life. This is authentic. This is real. This is what happens when you don't record in the studio, but you record at home, mm -hmm. right? So um, we have a train that goes by every so often, but it's season three that we wanted to let yes. people know. Okay, so this is the end of season two. We will not have an episode that drops on Christmas Day. Sorry, but Sorry. Merry Christmas. But Merry Christmas. Spend from, time with your families. From our family to yours, Merry yes. Christmas. We want you to enjoy the day, but what we would love for you to do is to go back into the archives of season one and season two and pick up and download any episode that you haven't listened to or you haven't watched on our YouTube channel. Or just pick your favorite ones. Yes. And then would you help us? Would you help us by sharing about the podcast and the YouTube channel with your friends and your family so that they can um, download and listen as well? Yes. Okay. So shall we tell them what's coming up in season three? 
Sure. This is a surprise to me, too. I don't know. Yeah, because I've been busy. She's been <laughs> finishing her graphic design certificate. Yes. So she's been going to school for all of that. Um, but while she's been doing that, I've been recording some episodes for season three. And you don't want to miss season three. So are you ready? I'm ready. little sneak peek for you guys that are our faithful followers is that um, on January 1st is going to be the beginning of season three. And I have Prophet MJ, Madeline James, my friend and I are, we are going to discuss what the word of the Lord is for 2020 and beyond. Ooh. And it is, you are going to love this one. Okay. But then the next, the next one is one of my favorites. I had Bishop Bill Hammond, Dr. Bill Hammond, the father of the prophetic movement. I interviewed him. Can I just say, <laughs> wow. Like if I could jump into the camera, I would like this was, this was like an episode that was so power packed. Like I introduced him and he just took off running. Like he just started teaching right in. And let me tell you the impartation and the prayer, like my life has completely changed in the, since the time that I have actually um, interviewed him. And it's about his, wow. it's about his book, your highest calling. Mm. In fact, it's his legacy book, but he says it's the most important book that he's ever written to date. Well, and this is the father of the prophetic movement, Bishop Bill Hammond. He is, you're not going to want to miss it. Then I also have like Jennifer Ives coming on. And I just, I have some other people that you are not going to want to miss <laughs> season three, but also we want to um, intersperse some stuff. We want to do some question and answer because I know yeah. you guys have been um, saying that you miss Brandy and I together and you miss that, that you're enjoying the interviews, but that you're missing us. So could you, I mean, what's not to miss? What's, she takes after her father on that one, but we <laughs> are so excited to bring episode, uh, season three and these yes. episodes coming to you. Yeah. And so Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Thank you for being our faithful followers, for downloading, for listening, for all of your comments, for all of your emails. And so we want to tell you how you can submit your questions to us for us to answer on the podcast. Yeah, they can send an email, right? To Absolutely. info at dare2here.com. Mm -hmm. And you can um, connect with us there. Send us more than one question if you have questions for yeah. that. But we want to hear from you. And then we also want to hear what do you want to see in the seasons coming up? Who yeah. do you want us to interview? Um, I've actually been having fun interviewing some of these people. And uh, oh, and then I have a, 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 my friend Jake Bullard is going to come on and he's <laughs> going to talk about dreams. And then I have James Levesky. He's coming on, James Levesque. And he's going to talk about fire. I mean, fire of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I have a power packed season three and the people that I'm lining up for season four, you're not going to want to miss it. They're not going to want to miss it. So thank you for joining us yes. on this episode of Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we encourage you and equip you to dare to hear the voice of God. We will see you in the new year. That's right.